0: It's cold, it's miserable. It is a Friday at the time of recording, but things are about to heat up because we do have an amazing guest on the show this evening. And Fiona, no, it's not you on this case, but good evening. How is Bonnie Scotland?
1: Bonnie Scotland is bloody freezing.
0: <laughs> it is. Uh, much the same here in less glamorous Essex in the UK, just outside London, just for our guests. Uh uh, knowledge. So if you ever get asked a question on any quiz show in the US, yeah, that's there, Essex, there is a place in Essex in England, uh, just outside of London. But anyway, our guest, well, we assume is still the NWA television champion, we don't know, they've recently taped Paranoia, where he had a very intro, he's got a very interesting match coming up in Paranoia, which we will discuss a bit about that, not necessarily the result, but he's big, he's strong, he's big, strong Mims, and welcome to the show. <clears throat>
2: Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, I am very excited to be here. I know it's a long time coming. We, 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 we've tried a few times yes. to make this work. And finally, the conditions have come together where I can be on the show, where we can all be happy. It's a beat we can all dance to. Exactly
0: that, I do it <laughs> part, you go. I'm trying yeah. <laughs> giving you the heart so we're happy. Yes, we did try and make this happen before Christmas, everybody, it wasn't quite amazing, but we did get it in 2024, early doors, which is great. And again, thanks for taking your time. Suffice to say, you've had some travel issues over the last weekend. Let's have a chat about that first. Very wintry over in America.
2: Uh, Yes. So apparently, uh, because we're we're, we're talking in the future, but we're also talking in the past right now. (laughs) Correct. So at this point, uh, paranoia in the next season of Power Mm -hmm. have been taped. But I guess because we did such a good job, it was such a good turnout, People had so much fun. The matches were so exciting, so hard-hitting. Somebody thought it was a good idea to make sure that me and the rest of my friends here in East Tennessee could get uh, trapped in Charlotte, North Carolina for just a few more days. They said, you, can- you can't take a break yet. This this whole work trip is not over just yet. You can't Think a little leave. bit more about that. <laughs> you
0: put yourself on mute, Mimsy.
2: What happened was that we 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 get on the plane. We're leaving Charlotte, North Carolina. We get all the way back to East Tennessee. We're sitting right over the airport. Do a couple of circles over and over again. Snow's going too crazy. Radar can't see the runway. We can't see the runway. All we know in the air is that it feels kind of weird because we're just going in circles over and over again. And so they tell us, hey, we've only got 25 minutes worth of reserve fuel. It looks like you guys aren't landing today. Uh we're going right back to Charlotte, North Carolina. So there was a bit of a plot twist, a little bit of a, a, a Vince Russo esque turn happened <laughs> uh, out of nowhere. They thought we were going to be able to make it. And then after that, it was about 16 more hours of sitting in the airport uh, with a lot of will they, won't they. Until yeah. finally, we got our flight. We were waiting to get out. It was seven o'clock. We're like, oh, we're about to start boarding at 7.01. Right when it hits seven o'clock and 30 seconds, boom right on the screen says flight is canceled everybody's like throwing babies kicking puppies everybody's upset <laughs> everybody's mad Everybody just wants to go home we've been sitting here forever and we just you know hey we end up uh sitting around in a hotel for about two days telling wrestling stories talking about everything about the business uh talk a little bit about paranoia which we're kind of talking about right now uh-huh. And eventually we end up getting home happy ending we're all home to enjoy the snow to get snowed in all over again. Oh, it's happy ending. We're all so happy.
1: Have um, you got a lot of snow?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, so it's. I would say like I would say it's not the most snow ever. It's like ten inches of snow, and there's actively like more snow right now. Yeah, I mean it'll be a lot more by the end of this weekend for sure.
0: Wow, okay. England can't cope with a literally a centimeter of snow. Where I live, I have two roads on and two well, like literally no one road on and one road off where I live. A little bit of snow, oof.
1: and everything just grinds to halt, doesn't it? It's crazy. Literally.
0: Absolutely, literally, oh. yeah. absolutely incredible. But nevertheless, NWA yep. we, Fiona is the, the person that made well. Made me get back into NWA before we started. Before I started on the podcast, Fiona's been out there, Crockett Cup, and all that jazz. I know you used to see these pictures on, on X or Twitter or whatever it's called nowadays um, of NWA. I never knew it. I never say I never knew he existed. I did know he existed a long time ago. It <laughs> it back. Um, but it now, see, every sort of season I've watched has got better, better, better production got better you recently returned to robots for the first time in over like 30 years as well what was that like from a from a from a standpoint of the whole historic nature of that return
2: well I think with a company like this that has such a long history and a, and a and very proud legacy it's important for me to be able to step in those same places where the legends that I try to emulate have also stepped uh, to be able to wrestle in the ring in the same building as other legends. I mean, uh, we celebrated at Return to Robards. We celebrated the career of Austin Idol, yeah. somebody who to me backstage has not only been a uh, a voice of reason and a mentor, but also whenever we come out to that ring, uh, a very loud man, a very loud man, a very loud, boisterous, upset, yeah. rude man. But you know, hey, hey. hey people people change over time you know that we were honoring him that he was getting his honor from Billy maybe he changed his tune uh but yeah it was it was a great experience to be able to live that history um in real life and kind of create my own history wherever other people already have you know we're not just we're not just following a path we're starting our own right beside it uh to make something greater. And that's kind of what goes on with, you know, watching NWA. Like you said, uh, we get better and better each season. We continue to increase the production value and also the in-ring product. And I think this season continues in that same trend uh, that we've already had of continuing to, you know, overperform and underpromise. We, we You think you're going to get something just as good as last season, and we end up doubling your expectations on that. And it's something that just continues to grow uh, as we go further. And, I, and I'm pretty proud of that. I'm pretty proud of that.
0: Yeah, you should be. It is really good. It's certainly like – I always say a bit like it, it Impact Wrestling over the last couple of years. It's, it's kind of going about its business nicely, and wa certainly doing that for sure. Um, I mean, I think the crazy thing was like, riddle box matches that I've been seeing, and we want to see this ultimate match of death as well. I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah. – that's when it when it airs but i mean fiona f- for you the last few seasons of nwa would, would you agree that they have been the best seasons
1: yeah well i i kind of like i've known nwa for so long and known <laughs> about nwa for so long but from my my regular access to it to actually watch just kind of started with when power started so um i've i've watched from the very first episode of power right through to now and it's changed so much i love the old tv vibe of the first season But then it's obviously moved on and moved on and moved on. But you, Matt and Bims, were were on the very first episode of Power, if I remember rightly, weren't you?
2: Yes, yes, I was. First
1: match, was it?
2: Uh, See, I always remember it as the first match. I think I was actually the first match of the day. But whenever it came to the actual broadcast, I was the third match.
1: Yeah. So you've so, you've uh, been in you've been in, you've been with power since the start then. So you'll have absolutely seen it all and seen the changes through the production, through the locker room as well. And there's people like yeah. yourself and there's other stalwarts who have been there from the very, very beginning and are now almost kind of embedded into the embedded into the power kind of scene.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, if anything, outside of obviously, you know, Billy himself. Uh, there's not too many people that are still left working for the NWA that were there on that very first season or that very first episode, and that's something that I'm uh, that I'm proud of. Uh, you know, some people may look at it as a negative thing. You know, online you hear people pine for the first three seasons over and over again, but this is where I say that you know, pro wrestling is a business of evolution. Nothing's ever going to yeah. stay the same. You've you, we recognize our different eras of pro wrestling and see the things that are so great about them, and we want them back, and that's great. But you also see how you're currently evolving. So that's that's something we were talking about uh, this time that we were stuck in Charlotte. We were all sitting around we were talking about the evolution of how pro wrestling works and how the NWA works. And one of the things that the NWA is great at is that no matter where they go, if they stay within the confines of the NWA or they happen to venture out to greener pastures, uh, NWA is doing something that the other companies are not doing at such a rate and not doing as well as we are i'd like to say um we are creating those stars of tomorrow that can go and be a cornerstone of any other company that they go to i mean look around right now uh we have a lot of our names and faces that are coming from those first three seasons of power that are sitting there as you know pillars cornerstones uh top stars top personalities people that are constantly on television in other companies, whether it be an impact wrestling, whether it be an AEW, whether it be an ROH, whether it be a WWE themselves, we have NWA stars, former or current, still sitting on those rosters, making people pay attention. And that's something that's great about NWA. We cultivate that. I mean, look at the change of me, that that third match, first episode. What was I doing? You know, yeah. and look how that's kind of changed for me look where I'm at now, where, you know, I've come in, I've become an NWA world television champion. That's something that a lot of people wouldn't have expected from seeing that very first episode. Probably not even in the third season, where I was still kind of just getting beat up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's great that, you know, when that moment came and you was, you know, obviously told you're winning the gold tonight, how much was that Talk us through that, even the, your thought process. Because obviously, that any gold in the NWA is prestigious, no matter what title in that brand. There's always a legacy behind it. That moment mm. you said, they say, you're going tonight, it's your night, you're winning that gold. What was your thought process?
2: Uh, honestly, it was disbelief. I thought it was the biggest rib of all time. <laughs> uh, they were just messing with me. Because uh, it kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't expect it. I thought we were still, you know, all in on the tag team thing. Uh, with me and my partner, Dak Draper, and Magnum Muscle. And so that's where my primary focus was. I mean, if anything, when I came into the business, I came in with my best friend. And uh, when it came to me and Miguel, uh, or Miggs as he was known on NWA Power, it was always, uh, we want to be able to do this together, You know, win some world tag team championships somewhere, because tag team wrestling is extremely important to us. It's still very important to me. Uh but I had a chance to take a break from the tag team wrestling, which had been one of the most fun parts about my career in NWA so far, uh, was getting to do the tag team thing with somebody that I I clicked with instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to take a little bit of a break from that to refocus on something that's been extremely important to me just as much, if not even more, in the NWA World Television Championship. So even being in that, that fatal four way to get an opportunity to go for it again was already extremely important to me, but then to get told, the next day hey congratulations for, <laughs> for what for what what are you talking about congratulations for what because i showed up today i wasn't late yesterday i made it on time here today what, what's the problem you'll know later congratulations and that's all i get like uh, oh, when we wow. first walk in in the morning and then finally find out a few hours later hey has anybody told you what's happening yet no no, no. nobody's told me what's happening yet And they tell me about four hours before it happens. And I'm sitting here freaking out. I'm like, well, what do I do? What, what pose do I hit? Do I say something afterwards? Do I have to cut a promo afterwards? Am I going to be able to sit there with a straight face? Am I going to cry like a baby? Am I going to (laughs) like, I don't know, get too nervous and not be able to wrestle a match? Am I going to pee myself? I I had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, that was kind of my thought process was mostly, um, panic. (laughs) 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 Um, it was obviously a fantastic feeling enough to where I cried. I mean, there's not many times in my life that I can think of where I've had happy tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, I associate tears with either pain or boredom. So it was great for the first time to have something a little bit different uh, and have such a big moment for myself that, hey, according to social media, a lot of people were right there with me, which was probably one of the biggest like surprises in another experience of happy tears right afterwards to see the reaction to it.
1: Yeah. But that's it, because we've all watched you for all these seasons before, like going for this and going for that and getting so close and just not quite making it. I think so many people were there with you because they were like, this is your moment. This is your chance.
2: Yeah, and like, it's, that's the crazy thing. You know, I like to say that I believe in myself and I believe that I can achieve anything that I put my mind to. But this was one of the times that, like, you know, because I had gotten so close so many times, this is probably the only time that I had went for the NWA World Television Championship where I had even the slightest amount of doubt in my mind. And then to go out there and see that entire crowd and have them cheering back at me and and having that belief in me from the moment that I walked out, having the entire locker room having that belief in me, uh, feeling like it was really not just one man on an island, Fighting an insurmountable force to feel like I was really a part of something and we were all going for one common goal felt fantastic, uh, and it, and it still does. Uh, as an NWA World Heavy like World Television Champion, not World Heavyweight. That's I'm, I'm getting
1: not ahead yet. of myself. Not yet. Not yet. you're
2: years a big spoiler. Very though. close. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm giving I'm giving away the spoilers for uh, the the end of this year, the end of this year, or either uh, beginning of next year, like NWA seventy
1: seven or something like that. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, why wait till 77? You never know. What What is EC3 doing for NWA 76? What, what is Big Strong Mims doing for NWA 76? They don't know is ec exactly.
0: still the champion by then? Is he still the champion? He yeah. had a massive death. I mean, we don't know if he's still the champion.
2: Exactly. Hey, obviously, I have, a, I have an idea in my head that EC3 will still stay champion just because of the fact he's been such a strong champion so far. And then also, hey, I remember NWA 74. I'm just saying my vote for what happened at Paranoia is that maybe EC3 won just because I'm hoping he's going to win because why not have a rematch? His debut was at NWA 74. Who did he beat in his debut? A returning big strong men. And from there, you not know, think that maybe I had a plan in my head maybe a year later at 75 2 years later i happen to get that 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 payback i happen to come back and get another match against him because if you if you noticed on nwa power we have not stepped back in the ring together mm. i've i've not had the chance to 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 have a match with this man again you know, with Matt Cardona, if he happens to be champion at that point in time at NWA seventy six, by all means, I would like to take a the championship off of a fellow Matthew from one Matthew to another Matthew. I'd like to take his <laughs> championship belt, but you know, it would mean a lot more to me if I was able to, you know, run that back with EC three. You know, it, it would feel like a like a like a bookend. It's like where, you know, how I feel like we finished the story, uh, yeah. quote unquote. We finished the story when it came to the NWA World Television Championship. We can kind of finish the story on me and EC3 but with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship Interesting. That's, that's what I'm thinking
1: I quite yeah. like where you're going with this actually
2: book it Billy oh yeah
1: book yeah it. book it yeah, Billy book get it Billy. sorted <laughs> yeah exactly
2: cool. he, you know what we're putting it into existence because you know Billy he watches everything <clears throat> he is he is ever vigilant he will see this, and he'll be like you know what that's a pretty damn good idea that Mims guy he's pretty smart I'm, I'm going to give him the World Heavyweight Championship and also I'm going to give him like a raise, a, a lot of money. And I'm going to make him a personal walkout song. And also I'm going to uh, make for sure that he has free beef jerky in his locker room. Also, he's getting his own locker room. These are all the things <laughs> that Billy is thinking right now while he's watching this. I promise you. There we Wait. go.
1: Keep, keep us posted if it all happens. If it all comes true, then I'm going to be like manifest. Yeah, there you go.
2: You know You know what the crazy part is? The the, the only thing that's going to happen is I'm going to get fired. He's going to be like, oh, you (laughs) wanted what? All right, we can have none of that. We can have none of that.
0: I was going to say, like, we could remember this interview and we see the graphic for 76 comes up and it's EC3 and MIMS and we can just keep pointing back to this very... Yep. This very evening. oh no,
2: no, we'll be, a- we'll be able, able to love
1: off this for months if that happens. <laughs>
2: I said too much. The, the the point where I said, like, he was probably sitting there, he's probably going to be sitting there rocking with everything that I'm saying. So I got to the part where I said, Oh, in a raise, he's gonna be like, Oh, that's crazy. No, yeah. And we're gonna all remember <laughs> this interview whenever I'm in the unemployment line with my Super bowl <laughs> asking for another one. <laughs> remember that time you were, you were trying to hold Billy Corgan hostage on a podcast? Yeah, you know, that didn't go well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope uh, that doesn't happen for sure. You mentioned, um, you know, the locker room uh, uh, NWN Harris. There's people that I said, and I said this to Fiona, um, I think it was about a week or so ago when we'd done the last episode of Power. Someone like Kenzie Page has, you know, for someone that's so young, no matter what, if you love her or you hate her, she's turned into like a real general in that ring. But do you think that was like, when she's had those matches with Camille and she's worked with the more experienced people and the experienced wrestlers, that she's really, A, taken maybe some experience from that match and turned herself really into one of the generals of the female division in NWA
2: oh, definitely. whenever you win a title uh in the company at all, it kind of shows that you should be someone that's like looking more towards that upper echelon. uh it's definitely a point of respect because it's not just one of respect directly from the company uh to have you be able to hold that, you know, because hey, if anybody says no, that's no longer going to be a thing. but for her to be. The head of the locker room, it's kind of a de facto thing once you win that that world title. And she's definitely earned that. Um, I could say that she's not only a ring general, but definitely a locker room leader in that sense. I mean, she's an example of what to be. And I think, you know, even without having somebody stand up and say, hey, I, I command what goes on in the locker room. Whenever you see somebody with a world championship or a championship at all, you see them as the example of exactly what to be. This is exactly what the company stands behind. This is the face of the place. Uh this is the face that runs the place. Yeah, like AJ would say. Yeah. So, you know, if I want to be the guy at the top, if I want to be like an EC3, if I'm if I'm a woman and I want to be um if I want to be where Kinsey's at, I have to do what she does. I have to excel on the same level that she does. So with the great example that she's providing, again, whether you love her or you hate her, she's obviously providing a great example because. She's an ownership of the belt. She has the title. She's done what it takes to be on that top level. And that's exactly what all of us want as a collective in professional wrestling. Nobody wants to be the guy who's never touched a belt, let alone even look at it. You want to be the guy or girl that is either competing for the world championship or holding. Best case scenario, holding. So take your examples you have sitting right in front of you. Emulate that. Do it in your own way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly that. Speaking of titles, now we know that you say Paranoia has been filmed and we're waiting for it to come on. Your match at Paranoia is massively different. Now you had, I'm sure you ran into uh, Max the Impaler during um, Samhain. I'm pretty sure you had a a taste of of Max the Impaler at Samhain. And Max has been on this crazy run as, as the Women's Television Champion. And you're now in the process of basically going title for title in a unification match. Now obviously we, we don't know, we don't know what's happened and we don't want to know what's happened. But how is it when you go into that? You know, obviously, very compelling character, Max, compared to what you've normally gone against. How do you prepare yourself for a match like that?
2: Well, this is the thing. I don't want to approach it as any different than any other person that I've I've stepped foot in the ring with. I mean, Max is a monster, and I've faced monsters before. I've faced a Jacks Dane. I've faced a Tyrus. I've I've dealt with monsters this is nothing different uh this is just another one stepping up and this one just happens out with shiny belt on their shoulder that's the biggest difference here other than that i don't see them as any different from any other competitor that i've had and i prepare for all of them the same way because i think that when it comes to professional wrestling my biggest opponent is never the one standing across the ring from me it's always the one that's standing in the same boots that i'm wearing it's me I'm the person that determines whether I win or lose, it's never going to be anybody else. And that's kind of, that's, that's more of that whole big strong idea that I have, because it's definitely not a thing about muscles. It's not about height or size. It's always about, you know, your perception, you know, a big heart, a strong mind. That's always what that means. Uh And, you know, it, it looks like a double entendre. And some days whenever I'm in the gym, it's definitely a double entendre, but you know, to have that that mental fortitude to come into that ring and say, no matter who the opponent is, no matter who's standing over there, I'm declaring myself the winner now because I'm going to achieve that and however long this match takes to win. Usually, in my case, as a television champion, six minutes and five seconds, I'm saying, you know what? I can handle this. And as a champion, I can't falter as nwa world television champion i can't go out there and ever doubt myself even for a single second Mm. that had to end right when i won that nwa world television championship because when you doubt yourself that allows the opportunity to lose and you know what I did or did not do that at Paranoia. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: That's it. You certainly did or did not. It's weird. What I did like about the NW is they also brought out that the 605 limit. I, I really enjoy those because it does add a bit of also, and you've done it with your tag team partner, actually, when you, when you wrestled him on the mm. power tapings, because if the champion has to be pinned or submitted to lose, if he counts out or well, that time limit expires, like it did, you still win the match. Um, and he's never got his five minutes back yet. Is he ever going to get that extra five minutes? There?
2: Well, see, the only thing he would be able to get is another 605. But this, right. this is how I feel about it. It would be unfair for me to double dip, especially for anybody that I've already beaten on the way to get my lucky sevens. If I'm double dipping, all that means is that I'm going to win another match. It's going to be another freebie. If I'm going against the same person again, because what I do whenever I'm in the ring is I not only just wrestle, but mentally, because again, strong mind up here, uh, I am downloading what they do. I'm downloading their tendencies, their habits. It's It's the same way whenever I play fighting games. When I play against somebody, I can learn to adapt to them after usually one fight. I can figure out exactly what you do, what your tendencies are. So if I were to go ahead and double dip with anybody, not just a Dak Draper, you know, I'm coming into that next match knowing your moves before you do them. And so I don't think that's exactly fair for me to know exactly what you're going to do, especially if I've already beaten you, to give myself a free win. You know, it's all about competition, and I don't feel like that's exactly the best competition possible. You wrestle somebody once, you, you, you might just know what they're doing. You know, for him, for him, he might see that as an opportunity to possibly get a win here and pull one out. For me, I see it as an unfair advantage for myself. You know, that may sound cocky, but I just think that's kind of how it is. It's just how it is. You know, why, why, why wouldn't I do the exact same thing that I did whenever we were robots? Because it worked. It worked. I could do it again. Yeah. You know, wrestle around, let him think he's winning the match, and then turn around on him and show him he never had a chance. And step outside of that ring and say, hey, yeah, this is my champion's advantage. Do something about it. You can get five minutes, five minutes on top of five minutes on top of five minutes on top of five minutes, but I'm ahead of you. So I mean, hey, <laughs> it would seem smarter on my end take the easy win, but that's not what I'm about. That's not what Big Strumens does. I I do not take easy wins. They are not for me. So he will never, as long as I'm uh, I'm I'm champion on my current run to the Lucky Sevens. No, I don't see him get another five minutes.
0: No. Interesting, so, you mentioned. Sorry, just quickly.
1: No, I was just. Good. I was going to say like talking obviously you had that match with Dak he is your tag team partner mm. you won, you retained your belt. How was the interaction between you both backstage? Is there any, is it like oh hard lines, you gave it your best or was it like oh well done, congratulations for still winning it or is there a little bit of a how? how's their relationship kind of in the aftermath of something like that? Particularly when he's your tag team partner.
2: I'm somebody who believes that when you don't have anything nice to say, you say nothing at all. I like to speak to the people around me that I care about. I like to speak to them like I love them. And if I can't speak to you like I love you, I'm just not going to speak to you. I might tell you I'm not speaking to you, or I might just keep that to myself again. With Dak, obviously, at the end of that match, I was very upset. I didn't exactly have the most kind words in the world to say. And so for a while, it's been a few weeks It's 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 been a little while. It's been a little while. And I think I'm ready to open up dialogue. But I, I kind of want some changes in this dynamic when it comes to this tag team, just because it, that what what happened there didn't really sit right with me. You know, obviously, I was very upset afterwards. I felt kind of betrayed by somebody that was supposed to trust and you know we're still a tag team and like I said when I first posted about it you know brothers fight we have disagreements it happens and you try to do your best to get over those humps and it embarrassingly took me a little longer to get over the hump than I thought I would I got a little bit more frustrated and upset than I thought I would but you know I, I think we're fine I I think we're fine. I don't don't see any worry here. It's just, I've got to continue to focus on, you know, getting lucky sevens, becoming world heavyweight champion. You know, it's, maybe there was just a disconnect there because I'm focused on that instead of the whole tag team wrestling thing currently. I, I don't know. I
0: don't know. Interesting yeah. that you mentioned that because uh you lucky seven. We was literally what I was gonna allude to that is your were you gonna so you're gonna get your lucky seven and go against will you then drop the title and go for EC3 or Matt Cardona?
2: Well, that's the thing. So whoever happens to be champion, uh I think they're gonna be on their toes after paranoia. Uh I know they're on their toes. I mean, I was in that locker room, I was there for those tapings afterwards, and they know that with either when I did or did not beat Max. That would have been my sixth defense. So I think everybody's kind of on notice when it comes to that, that, hey, at any point in time, Mims could get that last win, and it kind of seems like a foregone conclusion. I mean, five confirmed and then a sixth possible defense. You think number seven is really going to be that much of a challenge if I've been on a roll that long? You know, if I were the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, which I am not, either Matt Cardona or EC3, I would be more worried about seeing what NIMS does next than just worrying about possibly having to run back that ultimate match of death. I would be more worried about that. I would have my head on a swivel because I have the biggest target on my back, the biggest, strongest, uh, it, the biggest, strongest projectile that could possibly come at that target that's sitting on your back is going to be me. Or it may not be. We don't know. We don't know what happened at Paranoia. Oh, frustrating. We have to find out. We're going to start getting <laughs> We paranoia have to find in out
0: in a minute. We start getting paranoid. Yeah. Mims, just before we start uh, wrapping up on in, in, in the interview, what you obviously said was tape paranoia. There's been the NWA power tapings sold out. Great, you know, great for the NWA for the sellouts. What can we expect from these sets of tapings come February the 6th?
2: You can expect very hard hitting action. You know, uh, I'm having my selective amnesia right now for for power (laughs) and then also for the paranoia tapings. It's such a weird amount of amnesia. so very specific to exactly what I'm not allowed to say. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, But I think what they can expect where I'm just... This is the one part where the paranoia, the the, 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 the amnesia of paranoia is not hitting me so hard. Uh, They can expect hard-hitting action. They can expect a fantastic match another absolute flames type of event whenever it comes to uh at least the part i had in it i heard some of the other matches are pretty good i heard that ultimate match of death was literally the ultimate match of death uh and that's all i can say about it (laughs) as for everything else on the card i got to watch a lot of the show myself i got to watch a lot of the tapings there's gonna be some new faces some surprises there's gonna be incredibly hard-hitting action uh honestly uh this is some of the this is probably like the most prideful i've been uh for a a taping set because it went so smoothly and it was such there was such drama in, in, in 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 these matches like this was very compelling storytelling and i'm very proud of it i have so much pride in it because this is our first step that we're taking with the cw and we're taking one of the best steps forward we've ever had so it's definitely something that you can't miss uh and I feel terrible now because I just realized I'm kind of rubbing it in your faces. Uh, the <laughs> <Delinda, laughs> we talked about it earlier, all right. Uh, big straw mims, more like uh, big jerk mims. How I'm just <laughs> rubbing your face right now,
0: beef jerky mims, more like
2: beef, beef jerky that. mims,
0: uh, but um, fee the jerkiest
2: of all jerks,
0: indeed. But fee, it would be. Wouldn't be right to, for me to have the final question on the show. So please, you're the NWA queen of the hitting the turnbuckle fire away.
1: Put me on the spot now. <laughs> I haven't thought about this. So I'm kind of going to come back to your tag team situation then. So I am, there's been no words. I am presuming, I am hoping there will be another Crockett Cup this year. Is this something that you like? There's there's been no words, nobody saying. So I have no. I am presuming that there will be because there has been one for the last couple of years. What are your thoughts? Are you up for going in for the Crockett Cup with that, or are you thinking? Have you got your blinkers on and now you're thinking? No, I want to go for the world heavyweight championship.
2: Well, this is the thing. So Crockett Cup is usually a summertime event and mm-hmm. we've got a lot of time until summertime hits. Uh, yeah. Literally, there's still snow falling right now. So yeah. I try to think a little bit more in the present, but if I can try to be a little bit clairvoyant and see towards the future, I would like, because because like tag team wrestling is so important to me, whether there is a heavyweight championship on the line at that event, I still want to make my focus primarily on winning that Crockett Cup tournament. I have entered into that tournament twice now. And I have not won it yet. You know, I've had the Pope as a partner. I've had Dak Draper as a partner. And for right now, because I see us rebuilding our relationship. To be honest, you know, it it was a little spat. It's it's not something super serious. Nothing that we can't nothing we can't take back. You know, uh, and I think me and me and Dak deserve a fair shot. I mean, uh, last time we got knocked out by the winners of the tournament. So it's not exactly that's not a disservice to us. If anything, that mm-hmm. just shows, hey. We were a part of that path of destruction. That means that we need a an entire year to get better. And what are we going to do with that year? We're going to do exactly that. We're going to get better because, you know what? I've never won the Croc Cup. i would like to win one. I'm a winner. That's what that's what I do. You know, I want to add more championships. I want to add more accolades to my name, and also to my boy Dak Draper's name. Uh, Dak Draper's name. It's 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 something I am looking forward to. But again, I hey. If I'm going for the world heavyweight championship, that does not mean I can't go for the world tag team championships. That does not mean I can't go for the Crockett Cup. I mean, hey, Tyrus was literally the world heavyweight champion at the time and was still in the Crockett Cup. So you know, hey, you, you you drop everything else and you focus on what's most important. And I'm sorry, to me, that's going to be the Crockett Cup, and then close second going to be that world heavyweight championship. <laughs> <laughs> but you know times times change what do I know you know hey we'll find out when we get there it's a bridge we're going to cross up.
1: we'll just need to watch this piece
0: we certainly yeah. would. we certainly would indeed Um, before as we start to wrap up Mims why don't you tell us obviously apart from the NWA Power episodes where can people find you on social media what have you got coming up if it's not NWA related what have you got coming up
2: <clears throat> oh man I mean if anything I always try to focus first on NWA. I, I've got a few NWA things coming up, but they don't already know. We're still doing the Joe Kazana Promotions NWA territory. Like, it's JCP Southeast. We're doing that territory show. We're doing one in Kingsport uh next month in February. I think it should be on the 9th of February. That's going to be a fun show. Uh I heard I'm possibly competing for another championship, a specific Joe Kazana Promotions uh championship and i can't exactly reveal that just yet but you guys will see that very soon possibly happening you might see a familiar face who's holding one of those jokes on championships and i might just happen to take that for myself because you know what i think i think the belt that i do or do not have is getting lonely and baby girl needs some friends so why not have something on the other shoulder but uh, we have that, and then obviously the advertisements are out. The cat has the cat has left the bag. The beans, they have already been spilled about uh, NWA hard times for our taping event for the CW that's going to be in Dothan, Alabama. And if I remember correctly, that should be the weekend of March 2nd and March 3rd. Yeah. Not sure the exact day. I'm thinking somewhere around that weekend. That's yeah, yes. that
1: weekend, yeah.
2: Yes, and that event right now is actually selling extremely well already beforehand. Uh, a sellout is definitely something that's going to happen. I think before we even get out of the month of January, the way that the tickets are selling, uh, once they went on the first day, we were selling hundreds of tickets already is what I'm hearing. And honestly, I love that feeling. I love to know that I'm walking into an extremely full house. And I know that the crowd's going to be loud. They're going to be crazy. They're going to be rocking. But speaking of things that are rocking, uh, when it comes to my social media, is anywhere you want to find me? I try to keep everything under the same handle with really underscore mims because it's it's really me. And and you know another reason, you know what? We're we're gonna get a quick exclusive for this one. Uh, You know what? People people always say this in comments somewhere. They're like, "Oh, what kind of name is mims? Uh, What mims is such a stupid name?" That's really my name. That is really is on my birth certificate. I I don't work under a fake name. This is really me. (laughs) This is really Matthew Mims all the time. This is me. I'm Mims. That's why it's really Mims. If anybody's ever wondered, oh, why does he call himself really Mims? Because it's really me. It's not some other faker. Uh, I think if there was any fake profiles of me, it'd be faker Mims, not really Mims. <laughs>
1: like
2: a really? Curly handlebar mustache or something, some sort of villain.
1: I can picture you rocking that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I could, I could, but I'd like, you know what? The reason why I don't do that is because I am the good Matthew. Uh, Only guys that are evil, you know, like Hanna-Barbera cartoon villains or whatever. uh, Those are the only ones that actually have those curly teeth.
1: Dastardly, Dastardly from Dastardly and Motley. That was it.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, You know, and I have yet to be asked to join any wacky races. So (laughs) until then, I am no, I'm not going to get the curly (laughs) two mustache.
1: Oh, I love
0: it. There you go. But V, <laughs> what about you? I know you're a poster girl coming up, aren't you?
1: That's- yeah, next month. Um, right, where to start? I'm trying to. I know I'm on a poster. I'm on a poster. Finally, Ooh. after like multiple years, I'm on a poster. What have we got? So first up, um, next Saturday is the Royal Rumble. I will be hosting the Hooked on Wrestling Watch Party in Glasgow. I'm so excited. We're at walkabout. We have sold. Over 480 tickets for it. So we're expecting a house of over Ooh. 500 to come to the pub and watch the Royal Rumble. There'll be quizzes and competitions and raffles and just shenanigans, so buzzing for that. Then moving into February, I've got a couple of shows with Premier British Wrestling, including Chaos and in Clyde Bank, which is their first all-female show. So all-female wrestlers, all-female referee team, myself MCing. Um, so really looking forward to that. I've got British Championship Wrestling um, on the 25th of February in East Kilbride, where I'll be emceeing there. And then we've got the 29th of February and the 1st of March Inside the Ropes with Sergeant Slaughter in London and Glasgow. And then the 3rd, 4th and 5th of March um, we have Inside the rope shows with Trish Stratus in Glasgow and London, so really Mm. excited for that. I'll not be in London, unfortunately, but i got the Glasgow one. And then on Friday the 8th of March, I am jetting stateside, so I'm jetting towards you. Um, I'm oh. heading out to Texas for a couple of days, and then I am going north up to Oklahoma to visit some friends and do a little bit of Route 66, so I'm looking forward to it. Is
0: that when you leave me in the oh, lurch wow. to do NWA?
1: I am leaving you in the lurch to do NWA because I need a holiday. Shocking <laughs> behaviour.
0: I um, so, yeah, so that's all you, Fee. Um, so coming up on this tomorrow, uh, Saturday the 20th. So this would have already, we'd have already done this by the time this goes out. But Saturday the 20th of January, the Hit in the Turnbuckle will be crowning their first women's champion, uh, Apex Wrestling in Milton Keynes. Uh, that will be happening. So by the time this goes out, we would have crowned our first women's champion. We've already got the men's champion, as you know, Fiona. Uh, that's already done. Uh, coming up next week, Ahead of his match at Ignite for the World for the Ignite Championship, we've got Jay Joshua coming on to talk about his uh, match at Ignite. We've also got uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling's Francesca Oliver coming on next week as well. She's the hostess with the mostess of Revolution Pro. We then have uh, the general manager of Ignite, CJ Carter, coming on to talk all things Chapter 3 which will be the event that we will be at at the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. We then have the Ignite show, February the 4th, headlined by Jay Joshua versus Adonis Payne for the uh, Ignite Wrestling Championship and headlined by the Hit in the Turnbuckle men's champion, Smashing Mike, against Eddie Dennis. And then after that day, on the 7th of February, I'll be talking to one of the best British women's wrestlers that's currently walking the planet, Alex Windsor, will be coming on the show for a chat but this has been probably one of the fun most fun episodes of the hit in the turnbuckle podcast we have done fee i will be definitely talking to you very very soon anyway mm-hmm. and, and
1: telesco maybe <laughs> and
0: the cat definitely the cat's going to start asking for appearance fees soon on this program <laughs> uh, for sure but Mims it has been a fantastic episode thank you so much for taking time out of your very snowy conditions over in the States yes. and uh, we can't wait to see what happens on Paranoia provided yeah. we can see what happens yeah provided
1: in- we can because at the yeah. moment we can't so. yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh. Robert and why don't you yeah.
2: <laughs> we are all mad about this together we are all <laughs> suffering together friends we are all at the same time totally
0: and we will also back next week with review shows we have just been hearing that Seth Rollins is probably going to be dropping the heavyweight championship on Raw this week due to injury just come out so we will see uh, if that happens and we will be reviewing that as well plus two major announcements from this channel will be coming on one will be at Ignite on February the 4th and we hope to announce one just before that but that is still to be inked contracts to be signed so to speak so, my mouth, a bit like Mims's mouth when it comes to uh, the uh, results of paranoia, is firmly closed. But I have no idea. Exactly that. But he has been big. He has been strong. He has been the NWA television champion, Mims. She has been the NWA queen, as always, Miss Fiona Locker. And I've been your host, Adam Cousins. And until next time, everybody, buckle down and stay safe.